0: Hi and hello, welcome to the rbr.music podcast. My name is Steve Hurley and as always I'm joined by our resident expert and creator of the RBR.music Instagram page, Mr Jordan Murray. Where each week, in true RBR fashion, we will bring you classic and new album reviews. Our mission is to cut through the noise to discuss the sound. Here we go. In this episode we're going to be discussing GA20 does Hound Dog Taylor. Try it, you might like it. GA20 are an American blues band from Boston, apparently named after a Gibson amplifier from the 1950s. Since Foremans are True back in 2018, Matthew Stubbs, Pat Faherty and Tim Carmen have been channelling the spirit of Chicago blues. Try It, You May Like It debuted at number one on the Billboard Blues charts back in September. And as it says on the tin, it pays tribute and was released to mark the 50th anniversary of Hound Dog Taylor and the House Rockers. George, my friend, what would you like to discuss first?
1: First, I'd like to discuss the horrendous title um, of the album. (laughs) GA20 does Hound Dog Taylor, Try It, You Might Like It. It's just too much, too wordy. Uh, I don't like it. Mouthful. Uh, well, so it's been said. Um, <laughs> ga twenty does hound dog or ga twenty? I don't know. I'm not a. I'm not here to work it out for them, but I don't think it works at all. Um, but luckily. Inside the package is a lot of good stuff. Um, So, yeah, the album consists of covers from Hound Dog Taylor and the House Rockers. So, yeah, Alligator Records is um, Chicago's leading contemporary blues label. Um, It it still is. Uh, And it might never have happened. That might never have been launched if it wasn't for... One of, the, uh, one of the employees at Delmark Records who tried to convince his boss that Hound Dog Taylor had a lot of potential. So this guy's boss was, didn't like Hound Dog Taylor at all, didn't like his music, didn't like his sound. I personally think it was so advanced because you get the sounds of garage rock, um, not just blues rock, there's garage rock in there and uh, White Stripes-esque sort of music. And this guy was in. So his debut album came out in 1971. The person um, Bob Costa was the boss of Delmark Records. He couldn't. He didn't like. Um, he didn't like Hound Dog Taylor. There's Bruce, I really struggle with pronouncing his second name. Bruce Igloir. <laughs> Igloara, I'll just call him. I'll just call him Brucey. He he believed in him so much that he quit his job and set up Alligator Records on the sole purpose to release Hound Dog's debut album. And um, there was three albums in total before Hound Dog died. His debut album is absolutely amazing. Um, and that's where a lot of g a twenty who's a modern a modern band um've taken their stuff from um
0: so what's jud what 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 what's the relationship with g a and alligator records what how did that come about
1: well the the sound of the band is it's like drone blues where you'd hear um John Lee Hooker and R.L. Burnside and of course Hound Dog Taylor and Alligator Records which still is a huge player in the blues and blues rock community Um, if you get on that record label you know you're going to be looked after if you're a blues guy Um, they wanted to sign GA20 when they heard them but Unfortunately, they'd already been signed, so the band loved Town Dog since they were teenagers um, listening to him. So they decided they'd meet them halfway,
0: and create this sort of this sort of
1: tribute as such. It's not a tribute, is it?
0: But like a, like an homage to sort of.
1: Well, it's um, kind of a tribute. Well. It's for his fiftieth anniversary. Like nineteen seventy one was the debut. It's two thousand and twenty one now. So that's I'm not very good at maths. That's fifty years. Um, So it was just a nod. So they met the um, people at Alligator Records halfway and said, "We'll yeah, we'll cover um, a load of his songs, and it works really well." Maybe I want to say they bring it up to date, but. If you listen to Hound Dog Taylor's stuff, he was so advanced that, like, I think the white stripes steal off him. I mean, steal might be the wrong word, but, you know, with, um, um, and the strokes and, and people like that. Even, yeah, he was so, there wasn't, me- <coughs> sorry, there was Hound Dog Taylor and R.L. Burnside did the same sort of music. Hound Dog Taylor died in 1975. His first album came out in 1971. He didn't magically appear in 1971. He was playing the Duke joints. He was going around America in the 1950s and he was playing uh, music 50s and 60s and he got his record deal in 1971. R.L. Burnside would have been around the same... Well, he was around the same time, but R.L. Burnside only became famous in the 90s so there's a huge gap from 75 to like mid 90s where his music just kind of gets lost it's only the people that know of oh obviously it's only the people that know of him listens to him but uh, my point being it's only people that would have been it wouldn't have been as easy to access as it is now because of streaming services um, so I think he, he, he just got lost in the wilderness um, because he was so advanced. Because what I remember listening to the White Stripes as a teenager, thinking this is groundbreaking, listening to the Strokes, this is amazing, listening to the Black Keys. Um, but it all comes from Hound Dog. It all comes from R.L. Burns. So, I mean, it, how many more? Have we missed that people just weren't understanding? Um,
0: so, so, John, with that in mind, then, do you think that what GA have done with this has sort of potentially opened up new listeners to Hound Dog's sort of original sounds back in the seventies?
1: I really hope so, but I, I'm not a fan of cover albums. I'm a fan of this album, but I'm not. By and large, I'm not a fan of cover albums because I'm like with streaming services and stuff. If you want to do covers album, just put it on Spotify, put it on Apple, Lite, Um and then release something of your own. I just think, and the title of it is so confusing. I just think people might just bypass it. I think the um, the the album artwork is is eye-catching. It's of Hound Dog Taylor's um, right hand. He's got his uh, slide on his finger. He's got a... I don't know if this is politically correct to say. He's got a deformed um, little finger because he played the guitar so much it never it never grew properly. So if you get a chance to f- seek out the uh, album artwork, it's like a Andy Warhol print. The um, It's like pop art in itself, his hands yeah, it with is. the red sort of um glow yeah. on it That
0: no, it's good so we're saying we're saying we're saying yes to album cover but we're, we're not loving the uh the title of I, the album,
1: yeah i'm not loving the title of the album and i think uh, fans of ja 20 will know that they love hound dog because the previous album is it's garage rock it's it's raw blues it's black keys um I don't know, yeah. It's, it's for the 50th. I think possibly they should have got more people involved for his 50th anniversary um, of his debut album, and maybe G20 did three tracks or something. I absolutely adore the album, but I just think it's not going to get many new fans. Um, I, I'll be surprised if it does. I'll be happy if it does. I'll be over the moon, but uh, I don't
0: I mean, think The, re- the, reason, the re- the reason I asked the question, George, was um, just simply because on listening to this album for the first time, you obviously put it in front of me um, as you were reviewing it and I've listened now a, few, a fair few dozen times. And I grew up listening to the, uh, the, the far-off sounds in our house of that kind of real, kind of repetitively beat being blared out by my dad. And I've got to say, this album took me back to that time in my life where I could sort of, you know, know that my dad would have been listening to, you know, Artists like Doctor John and Hound Dog, like I, I know he would have been listening and playing with his band and stuff like that. Um, however, what I really enjoyed was what you just referred to with like the White Stripes. Definitely Black Keys there, hundred percent. I could actually hear um, Black Joe Lewis and the, the Honey yeah, as well. I yeah. could feel that kind of that sort of that modern twist on a really older sound. And for me, <clears throat> as someone who's probably on a much smaller, well, no, sorry, a much longer journey and, and, and from a, a lesser position of, of, of sort of uh, music knowledge than you, I actually found that journey really enjoyable. So as someone who's probably not as advanced in their musical understanding of this album, the band, and, and even, even Hound Dog to, to a little level, um, I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. And I would now put it on as a, as a sort of semi-new fan. Yeah. So well, maybe um, because I, think I listen
1: to blues so much it just sounds yeah. like I've heard it before. And that's because it is a covers yeah. album. Um, I, lo- I I yeah, like I love the that. album. I like ga 20 as a band. I like what they do. Um, but maybe it's because I've heard it before. It just doesn't strike me as it's going to go much further than the circle that it's yeah. already in.
0: Which, which, which I think is fair enough and I think music will, will always have its, its shelf place and there's nothing wrong in that. Sometimes you pick up a, a new audience or a new trend. Uh, we know that our producer, Cal, um, enjoyed the experience but didn't particularly enjoy certain elements of it. Um, would, you, would, you, would, you, would you agree with that statement, Cal?
2: Yeah, I think I should probably just qualify why. I'm involved in this podcast and it's just literally to make sure that there's um some sort of level of sound quality and and that's about it i'm not really don't want to offer too many opinions on music especially for the rbr.music podcast the way it's sort of about rock and roll blues stuff like that but yeah this is not the type of album that i would usually listen to um it reminds me of when i was learning guitar when i was very young and it would be about that guitar riffs that was sort of like easy scales to do like but then that type of thing that we'll discuss a bit later on when we get to the good the bad and the rad feature but um yeah i didn't enjoy it too much just because it was for me i probably it wasn't for me but i probably just asked george if from out of interest why would a ga20 why would they make the artistic decision what's in it for them to cover this album to cover his tunes if they, like, I was sort of thinking, why would GA20 as an artist on their own right? I know it's a tribute for 50 years, but as you said before, I'd like, expect an album of different artists covering this type of thing. So I, I was trying to relate to it, but it's not my style of music, and I didn't quite get why an artist would do this as like the second or third album or something like that.
1: They ch- it's just for a love of the music. It's not, I, they probably don't think that this will sell too well. Maybe they do. I don't know. Maybe it's just for the apps. And you would be impressed if um, I don't know if an idol of yours record company it was set up for one of your idols of all time just came up to you mm-hmm. and said, "Would you like to do this?" You just mm-hmm. you're not going to turn it down, are you? And yeah. you're going to be able to work with in the Alligator Records sort of studios and stuff. Uh, I hope they become a big band. they're not a big band, um, but it's at just the minute. opportunity to do just, an homage
2: to those. Yeah, to, to um, and why not? Artists.
1: It's not because it's not pop music where let's sell all these records. It's for yeah. the love of the music and mm. how they can push it further, and put their twists on it.
2: I think that's the most. That's the an interesting point though, because my background is like pop music is what I love whether it's indie pop punk pop and that's why i feel like i'm a bit of a fraud for coming onto your 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 instagram page podcast but
0: but that's the point that that's that's why we're here why jordan's put the instagram together to kind of spread the word really that's that's what we talked about previously it's what we enjoy doing and it's no different it's no different to putting a a record on or putting an mp3 on or put a you know uh, whatever on and actually you know say hey mate listen to this you'll, you'll enjoy this or well, you won't and that's the thing you don't have to enjoy any of this We're, 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 yeah, we're you 100%. know we're sat here now discussing one of jordan's reviews and wanting to you know if we if we if we get one more listener that wants to listen to one of our no, we've failed of the reviews it's amazing <laughs> and i think <laughs> but i think also going back to the album as well i think one thing that i really picked up on is obviously you know, we, we we've we've stressed the blues thing, but there's a, there's actually quite a lot of boogie woogie there for me as well. And I think for me, if you're into that sort of fifty sixty sound that's a bit more boogie woogie into the blues, I think there's some really cool tracks. I mean, Philip, yeah, they've,
1: Philip they've dug deep bananas. in his back catalogue. Well, I say they've yeah. dug deep. He's only ever done three albums, but um, they've done some. Yeah, they've dug dug deep into what they want, what he's done, and. Um, I think they even played on the uh, House Rockers, um, the band's gear, the the actual stuff. So that's pretty cool.
0: But I think I think I mean we we, we've always talked about this, and obviously uh, there is no rules to an album, but it's nice to have a variety in an album. And you know, like I said, there's a couple of tracks that make you want to sort of get up and have a drink and a dance, and sort of you know actually you know dance around the kitchen. And, And there's a couple of ones that are a bit more kind of like a driving track, you know, a cool tune that you could actually, you know, uh, whiz up the motorway
1: on. Yeah, I don't think he was a master of the slide guitar uh, hound dog, but the, um, the guitarist here is pretty good on his slide. I mean, I might have just done complete blasphemy there by saying he's not very good on his slide, but um, it's, it's all to do with... Um, the distortion and the raw power. Um, like I said, it's blues, but it's almost garage rock. It's like fuzz rock. It's um, it's filthy yeah, and like I, powerful I, riffs I, and things like that. You know?
0: Yeah, I, I can hear that. And I think when I was doing a bit of research into the band and stuff, I think it's um, Pat uh, for Haiti, who um, I think he studied like blues as a kid. I think he kind of like really got into the blues guitar, and I think you probably will find, again, might be wrong, and not not saying anything about Matthew or as well, but there's obviously, there is a lot of understanding of where this music comes from. You can hear that because whatever you say, cover or not, it, I, I think it feels quite authentic. And obviously off the back of it, I did go and listen to, to more of, of, of Source. And, and, and I, yeah, I, I, I think if you take away the fact that it's a tribute and if you're into, uh, you know, a modern blues or even a modern Boogie Yeah, I think it, it, it definitely does something that you don't you don't have to go into the back catalogue. Catalog. It, it does stand alone. But I do appreciate what you're saying, George, that, you know, covers are covers and, and sometimes they have their place and that's fine. And I I personally, I, I love a cover. I do, I love like contrast. But I don't know, I thought this was more like, I think like Cal said, I think this is more of an homage than a, a true tribute cover, I would say.
1: Yeah, I think it's like a just the love of their idol, isn't it? Uh, and they've had the chance to make it, so you're not going to turn it down. And it does sound like I'm bad mouthing it. I'm full of contradictions. I do, I did really love love the album. Sorry, I was just going
0: to What did you actually... What, what did you give it out of five, this one?
1: Um, I think it was four out of five. And that's only because... Um, it's a covers. It will be 4.5, close to five out of five. It's just, um, I think, what lets it down? I was being picky because I did enjoy the little album and I love Hound Dog Taylor. And I really like GA20, but I was being picky because the title, it's just really annoys me. And I think if they were gonna do it properly, not GA20, they do do it properly, but if Alligator Records wanted to get Hound Dog's name out there, they should have used more than one artist for his 50th um, anniversary of his debut. Um, that's my opinion, and that's what I put on rbr.music Instagram page.
0: No, um, I'm, I'm, I'm just- like I said, you know, we appreciate the honesty. Um, you know, we, we're not here to blow smoke or just, you know, to observe brilliant. We contrast everything. And um, as a, like I said, a bit more of an inexperienced listener, I did enjoy it. I found it a fun album, it led me to a few other things that took me down a bit of memory lane, which was great, and I enjoyed it. Um, for me, yeah, probably, I'd say, four out of five myself as well. Drop my, yeah, my review. And Cal, <laughs> it would be two and a half,
1: would
2: it? Cal, yeah, cat. Ca- ca- we don't do ones on yeah, here, it so was you know, an that it, was, it wasn't Abbott. Yeah. It wasn't
0: Abbott or Lady Gaga. Yeah. Say, so. <laughs> um, okay, well, unless you've got anything else to add, I think we should wrap up this discussion, George. Is there anything else you want to add on to that, my friend?
1: No, I think we've said what needed to be said. I think um, the
2: title, I think the title's just coming out with the worst thing, yours, the biggest takeaway, just the titles, just.
1: Let the whole yeah, thing but but then again, don't. I've said this, and I've also said I am a talking contradiction. Don't judge a book by its cover. Don't judge an album by its cover, because there's some awful album covers out there. The album cover actually is bloody brilliant. It's just it's just the title. Yeah, I just judge, think don't judge an album by its title. ga Twenty does Hound oh. Dog Taylor. Try it, you might like it. But the way it's written, it's yeah, yeah. like. It d- when you see it on the front package it says try it you might like it and then somewhere else it says ga20 does hound dog taylor and then you've got ga20 in massive words in massive letters and digits i just think yeah maybe ga20 does hound dog or something um yeah, I just think it's confusing. That annoys me as soon as I started playing it, thinking you've wasted a good opportunity here. I don't like cover albums. I think they missed a trick with um, not using more um, people um, or even using the same artists, but oh no, I'm contradicting myself again. But using like different people from different bands. Do you know what I mean? Well, we just... I was going to add that like it's probably a little bit of pressure on
2: this. Like, I'm sure they would have. Like, et it up, and they're very proud that they're doing it. But there's a lot of pressure to put that on one band to be like fiftieth anniversary. Is
1: there? Mm. But I think Hound Dog Taylor is a c- a cult guy in himself. You know, it's. Um... Okay. I, but yeah,
0: P- personally, I I think I, I think you can isolate the two parts. I think you can you can listen to an album uh, as a naive new listener like I was and Cal who clearly certainly are, but that's absolutely fine. Like, <laughs> and you know, like it or not, it doesn't really matter. But I, I, I get the fact that obviously um, they're openly nodding to, you know, a, a musical legend, you know, within their world. And, and yeah, that does carry a lot of pressure. And I think you can accept that, you know, there'll be opinions that come with that as well. So for me, just to surmise, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I would listen, well, I will be listening to it again. I look forward to getting into a, a, one of your kitchens and drinking whiskey and listening to this because i think it's got that that sort of vibe to it and um, yeah I, I
1: but don't forget i did give it four out of five so it's not i don't i don't dislike it i just think things could have been yeah things could have been done better but it's a it's a good album it's an amazing album but
0: yeah absolutely absolutely and again um, you know listeners by all means uh, go and have a read of Jordan's review in a bit more detail, and you'll see that he doesn't actually hate it absolutely. No, I don't, no. So. I
1: don't know what I'm on about.
0: <laughs> well, thank you very much, gents. I enjoyed chatting about that with you today. Um, at this stage of the podcast each week, we like to discuss the good, the bad, and the rad. Basically, we list a good track, a bad track, and a rad track. A rad track being one you could dance to, party to, or just enjoy that a little bit more than good. So I'm going to take us away today with my good track and mine is She's Gone. Uh, I believe it's the opening track of the album. I really enjoyed the sort of prequel into what it's going to be, um, what it's going to sound like the rest of the album. So for me, really cool track. Enjoyed it and I look forward to um, you know listening to my friends to that one. Um, over to you, Cal. I think we should go with the bad track.
2: What are you thinking? Um, so I've got like a number of them. But the the one that <laughs> the one the one that ignore him <laughs> the one the one that was the the repetitive dum butum dum which I think it might have been I've been reliably informed by by one or both. Is that same see me in the evening? I think it was called. Is that like is that what was your opinion on that one? Because that's I've just picked that one out of of a, of a crowd to be honest. But what your was that one of the particular ones on the higher end scale or right? Completely missed. I think it's
1: mid. It's it's good. It's a mid tempo stroller. I'd say. Um, Nice. I agree. Yeah. It's got a bit of boogie to it. It's um. Mm -hmm. It's got reminiscent of John Lee Hooker, R.L. Burnside, sort of drone blues, trance blues. Because I do bang on about this in Walter Stee and on the rbr.music instagram account you can't forget your roots so Mm. it's everything started from the blues um so well not everything obviously not classical music but modern music started from the blues so if i say drone music drone blues trance blues it's like a when you were saying it's easy um chords like mm. that that's the trance where you're sitting yeah. drinking your whiskey and you're getting into a trance with it you're just getting taken away with it and then the um, the voice comes in and it snaps you out of the trance so it's almost like trance dance music you know you just get lost in it um almost like a meditation sort of thing so for you i'm pushed i'm putting this higher up in my uh, <laughs> in my likes <lights laughs> now well, I,
0: I, I I I have a theory with this one for you, Cal. I think it um, I think it takes you back to those days of, of actually listening to my dad playing <laughs> the same riffs over and over again, and may, maybe that's what's. Done it for I you.
2: didn't say um, that, John. If you're listening, that wasn't me.
0: Cal, Cal, is, Cal is my brother-in-law and has been around a very long time <laughs> in our family. As 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 Jordan, who's not my brother-in-law, but a, a, a very old friend, and both of you have to have endured my dad's guitar from a... <laughs> Uh, other parts of the house which you would have definitely heard there so so maybe you just um,
2: maybe it's um, thanks, a backflash yeah, thanks there. for getting me out of jail though thanks <laughs> ah, fair
0: enough. And, and, and then Jordan <clears throat> in, in true fashion ladies, uh, let's end up with the rad track
1: what's your rad track my friend for me it's Hawaiian Boogie um, yeah. because it's a happy house rocker it's um, yeah. like a drunkenly riffy it shambles and clatters it just it's full of power. There's slide guitar in there. Um, the instruments, great precision. Um, it's it's a great, great ch- track to just well start a party off. Really, it's just a good, yeah. good blues boogie, boogie woogie song, Hawaiian boogie. Yeah, um, one to play loud.
0: I couldn't I couldn't agree more, George. I think it's a yeah really really cool track. And uh, Cal. We um, we will we will bully you into uh, enjoying at least the bad track. I'll just album. say, like when you're talking so uh, about
2: having a whiskey in someone's kitchen, it'll be it'll be one of you two that will listen. Yeah, to and you won't turn there. up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: you'll be uh, sat in the car waiting, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> waiting for the next album to go on.
0: <laughs> well, brilliant. Oh, well, first of all, thank you very much for everyone who has listened, and by by all means, um, please take some time to have a listen to. GA does Hound Dog Taylor. Try it, you may like it. GA20 Sorry, I, yeah, does Hound Dog me. Actually, I can't even say yeah. the title myself. So, yeah, GA20 does Hound Dog Taylor. Try it, you might like it. Um, again, please feel free to, you know, bob onto the Instagram, rbr.music, where you'll find this and many other reviews to have a peruse over. And if you are particularly lucky, we might cover one of the ones that you're recently reading. Please like and subscribe and feel free to leave any comments or reviews at RBR.music or um, even whether you listen to this podcast. We are always up for feedback. We are completely new to this um, this form of delivery but we are enjoying doing it. So thank you very much for listening and uh, we look forward to speaking to you soon.. Cheers. Cheers boys.